Well, we're back with another Q&A roulette. So we've got Fred, we've got Phoebe, and we've got fun. And that's all held together by me. <laughs> so, it doesn't sound um, real when you say it like that. <laughs> you like that? I don't know. We're going with it. Fun. Fun is happening. Gather around. Gather around. And um, simple premise, we have a big wheel. It's massive. It's It's got like hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of slots on this roulette wheel. Um, the house always wins on this one. But we have got questions from creators from all over the world, from workshops we've run as well as the uh, Creator Generation Discord, which is actually I'm going to break the format, break the rules, because I'm just going to pull one straight directly <laughs> from there <laughs> instead of uh, spin the wheel. Because Whoa. I know, I know, I know. Um, this one's actually from uh, from the Discord, Damie Lee. Um, she wanted to know, like, what's your thoughts on recreating an older video? She's got an old video that I think is good, but the intro is not great. And want to remake the first 20 seconds of the video and repost it. So that's some of the deep, badass questions that we get on the Creator Generation Ooh. Discord. Come hang. But let's do that. Like, can you recreate an older video? Um, well, I think if you're... Someone actually asked me this the other day in a separate thing. Should we up, re-upload a video or just change the introduction to something that would, was better? Um, generally speaking, I would just be a bit wary of that, right? If you've got an audience and they've seen some of your videos and effectively you're just putting up the same video with a new introduction, it kind of feels like they're getting a little bit chipped. Um, also, you're not really adding much value there, right? Unless there's, unless the new, like for example, you're replacing mm-hmm. uh, the video with new information um, and you're putting that in there, that could be useful. But generally speaking, if it's an, uh, the next logical progression, I'd make it like a part two or, um, or this comes next, or a, a video that's a companion video that goes alongside that one, just so that people feel that there's there's something else to it. I've seen that a lot, like um, yeah. a lot of people who do reviews, for example, if they have to do a follow-up review or they've said something wrong, we'll do that in, a, in another video, um, and then just sort of build on that to round out the picture and round out the story a lot more, and I think that's better. But when you simply put the same thing up with a new introduction, I don't think... It's as good. I mean, technically, you'll get past the YouTube element because, you know, it's not exactly the same content, but I don't think it's the best thing for the audience. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've not done something like that. Um, I I agree. I, I, yeah, look, it's bad if you know I didn't do it. That's how you know. Woo, that's over the line. <laughs> um, no. I, <laughs> I think that it would be very confusing. If my audience waits a whole week for a fresh episode, if it was something they'd already seen just with a different intro, they would be really upset about it and they'd let me know. Um, One thing though is I think like Fred's saying, it could depend on what your niche is, what what your game is, because we kind of, we went to Bangkok and we were there and we had a terrible time and didn't love it and filmed this video and we're like, "Mm, didn't really love Bangkok. And then we came back a couple of years later and loved it. And the whole angle of that video was this redemption story. (laughs) So if you do something a second time and it's a fresh take on it and it's a revisiting that, I know um, I've seen a lot of it on TikTok and, and beauty reviews, you know, I hated this this lipstick and now I love it. I hated this and now I love it. That kind of thing is really interesting to me. So if there was a change in it, yes, but otherwise I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, cool. And just to continue breaking the format of our uh, Q&A roulette like, and, and give some insights in the community. Oh so like God. our mate Justin Brown from Primal Video, who a lot of the listeners will know, he's in there and he jumped on. This is his answer. He's like, look, if it's not too much of a big deal, it could be worth reshooting the entire video. Right, like you've gained more experience, you've leveled up, yeah. you might have better gear. Um, yeah, that's what they do, and they flag it that this is a remake 
or a, a new version of this video and we've improved it or there was something like that. Yeah. So instead of just cutting out the dud intro and redoing that, they not that I, I think Justin yeah. and the Primal Video guys make videos with dud intros anymore. They're they're pretty slick. Um, but yeah, go and go and reshoot it. Yeah, like make a new make a whole new video and make it better. Like make mm. the whole thing better. Yeah, actually, I went having we were having lunch with Justin the other day, and I remember he did actually mention that they do videos because especially they do technology reviews and and process reviews, and a lot of the times the things will be similar, but they are the next step forward. In fact, you know, often there'll be one like for night, you know, two thousand nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty one, all those kind of things, and people do expect that. Um, I guess the rule is if it's additive and it's you're offering value, mm-hmm. then it's sort of you know it's worth doing. Um, yes, but simply just pulling out one part of an old one and redoing that one and uploading the rest, I. Yeah, I'm not, no. not a big fan of that. No. All right, I'll spin the wheel now. I'll get back to what we're meant to be doing. Um, let's spin it, see where it lands. All right, cool. I like this one. This is a, a good creative creator one. Where do I get inspiration for content ideas? Or, or let me rephrase that. Phoebe, where do you get inspiration for your ideas? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, do you know what? It's varied. Sometimes a, a good idea just comes to me. Sometimes I have to sit down and write a whole list or I keep a list on my phone and I jot down good ideas. Or if I see something cool when I'm cruising around the internet, obviously our um, niche is around travel. So I'm looking for things that are interesting from a travel perspective or a day trip perspective or something like that. So if I come across something good or interesting, I see something when I'm out and about and advertisement for a great day trip, I'll write it down. Or if I'm looking at Instagram and I see a really cool restaurant pop up and I think, oh, that could be interesting. I do that. Um, Otherwise, honestly, a lot of our video ideas come to us because, you know, a a travel brand or a client or somebody will say, hey, we want to send you here. um, And then we'll come up with some ideas for videos based on what they send through. So it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag. But um, I guess for this person asking this question, I can relate to them through the COVID times because there wasn't travel happening. You couldn't go anywhere. So coming up with ideas for content then was based around where we could go, but also what our audience was after at that time. And they were after local adventures as well because they couldn't do anything either. So that kind of is where that inspiration came from. And it was just about looking locally. What's some really interesting stuff to do locally that I have never made the effort to do and going out and doing that. Yeah, cool. And how do you keep track of all your ideas? This is not on this wheel. I'm breaking the format. We're breaking the rules Um, today. Yeah. (laughs) um well look i have notes that i keep of course um some of them are just floating around in my head um and it's really that simple i wish i had a better answer like some really great excel spreadsheet or something but i don't i just have like a note on my phone that i keep in the cloud so i can access it on the computer or when i'm out and about and that's really where i go to cool Fred, you want to dive in or should I spin the wheel? You, t- you choose. Look, ideation is a big part of, of the whole process. And, you know, in our accelerators, we do with, you know, emerging and top creators. It, it is a important module because you always need to come up with new ideas. Um, often there'll be a very organic process with a lot of creators. They'll be like, oh, I had an idea and it came to me and that's what I did. Or I have a four or five ideas from here in my head and each week I pick you know, an idea that I think is best. But the thing about ideation is that if you have a pool of ideas, that's the first important step in, um, you know, then taking it to a programming mm-hmm. structure, right? So you have a group of ideas that you can then look at it and go, okay, these are the best ones to do now. Yeah. But 
from a programming point of view, these might be the best ones to do first, right? But if you always only have like a very organic approach and just randomly coming up with ideas, the whole strategy behind it is also a little bit organic. So um, having a good ideation process is important. There are lots of different ways to do it. If I could just give you a couple of top tips off the, off the top of my head, first thing I do is I'd look at your channel and see what has done well with an audience in the past, what's done well with a new audience, what's done well with a returning audience, mm-hmm. looking at patterns there. Um, I would also look at competitors' channels um, and basically look at all the different types of content they're making and see if you can spot patterns like are certain types of videos doing better like you know are certain review videos are doing better or they, are they using certain uh, language uh, in, their, in their title that are doing better and then I use those as prompts right so I list all the ones that are doing well across all the channels see where the commonalities and then use those as prompts so like the best way to or you know the best weekend of my life or you know weekend adventure and like I look at those as prompts to then come up with ideas for, for other videos looking at analytics and seeing what other videos your audience watches, what other creators your audience watches, a great way to ideate. And then there's also elements like going offline. Like one of the my favorite ways is actually looking at like magazine and books, mm-hmm. like actually physical items in front of you. It's a whole different way um, to generate ideas because it's very tangible, right? So it's not like looking at a screen. You generate ideas in different ways when you have something physically in front of you. So I love that. I love uh, going to if you can find one, a news agent and seeing what magazines they have, they'll even get a subscription to magazines around your topic. You will generate a ton of ideas. Um, and a little bonus one, Reddit. Just check out Reddit. Reddit has got some of the absolute best ways to, to generate ideas. I was just doing this with a creator the other day and he never looked at Reddit. He had a great channel. Um, and on the like literally the first page we looked at, we came up with five cracking ideas that he hadn't even occurred to him to do and he just thought that was absolutely amazing. So... Those are the kind of ways I'd ideate, but obviously those ideas then go into a, a programming structure, which yeah. we'll maybe talk about in, in the future. It's a bit too long to talk about now, but basically I think about yeah. the best ways in which to deploy those ideas based on your audience, uh, seasonality, trends, and those kind of things. Yeah, one other thing I'd like to add to that too, Fred, is that not every um, not every idea that I have is necessarily a good video idea. So when I list down those ideas, I also, next to each one, I try to come up with what is the actual title of that video going to be. And sometimes just coming up with that, I'm like, oh, there is no really interesting title. It is literally just a thing. It is not actually a in- thing that's interesting enough to be an episode that people would want to watch. And that kind of organically weeds out some of the really crappy ideas. <laughs> I like it. Very nice. All right, let's spin it up. I've got a good idea. Let's go to dodgy segue. Uh, spin up that wheel. All right, uh, this one's about making some money. So, which is always good to cover off. Like, okay, <laughs> are affiliate links worth it? Phoebe, are they, yeah. are they worth it? Um, I'll go first. Yeah. I'm feeling confident. Yeah, I'm feeling really confident. I'll answer this one right up front. Yes, they are worth it. Um, it took us a while to kind of get into it. My my reservation or the hesitation I always had with affiliate links was as soon as I place that link on there, I have a financially vested interest in you clicking on that link. So I want to make sure that any link I have isn't swaying me to behave differently because I feel like that's unethical I shouldn't be doing that (laughs) so I don't want to include any links to anything that I don't think would actually be good just so I can make money but what we've done is taken the time and when I say we Matt has single-handedly taken the time to find really good affiliate programs 
for things that we have actually used and would recommend to our own family. So that's, um, as travel creators, that is hire car groups, it is travel insurance, it's hotels and it's experiences are the really good ones for us. And we say, yep, in this video you saw X, Y, and Z. If you loved any of these and you want to book them yourself, you can do that. We have the affiliate links below. And it has been a great money owner for us, not only on YouTube, but also on our website. And yeah, I think just being mindful of what we recommend has been key. Yeah, that's yeah, really good. I mean, it, it has every credit has a little bit of a different experience with it. I used to think they were not a bad way to earn, but they were a bit tricky. Like, for example, you put up an affiliate link to something on Amazon. There was yeah. a camera. You might get like, you know, a couple of dollars or yeah. a couple of cents on it. And it wasn't particularly useful. But, you know, I, I had a chat to Sarah Crisp, who's from a channel called Wholesale Ted, a little while back. And, and she changed my mind on that a lot because... For example, when she puts up affiliate links to software or memberships and stuff like that, um, yeah. uh, it's, they can actually result in really, really good um, affiliate fees. And sometimes, yeah. I think she mentioned that sometimes it's actually worth more than the actual product itself. So <laughs> the reason for that is they have trailing revenue, right? So if it costs $100 to buy, they might give you 120 because they're going to get X amount of dollars over the life of the thing. And then yeah. they know that. And depending on who you are and your affiliate status, it could get really, really good. So, you know, affiliate programs also scale. There are lots of benefits around that. Um, yeah. And it really depends what you're selling. So don't completely discount them um, and think of smart ways to actually do them. And yeah. the other good thing is it can also set up a bit of a relationship between you and that and that supplier because, um, you know, you get to have a conversation with them, see what they do. They get to know who you are. Um, and that just opens up a bit of a communication for other opportunities that might come down um, later for you. Yes. Uh, but yeah, don't rule them up because they can be very they can be very lucrative if you find the right ones. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey Phoebe, just on on what you guys do, just to get a little bit deeper into that, do you guys actively promote that in your in the content in the videos, or is it just putting the links in the description and, and saying, "Hey, call to action there"? Um, that's a good question. It's a good question, Anne. Um, we toyed with Thank doing you. it different ways. So I went, <laughs> I went through a phase of mentioning it in the videos because I thought call to action, right? I should tell people. And people often ask us, how can I help you? You know, we watch your videos for free. What can I do to help you make money? Um, so I was mentioning it in the videos and say, saying, oh, you know, if you do want to book anything, we have affiliate links below. We'll earn a, a commission at no extra cost to you, blah, blah, blah didn't notice a difference in people clicking through so now we don't do it so that it feels less advertorial Um, but it is better on the website because it's right there people are already on the web page and it's just one click away whereas on YouTube you know Fred was mentioning um, in another conversation about friction (laughs) and um, I think that on YouTube it kind of gets in the way maybe they don't want to click make all those extra clicks to get there to book right at that time. Whereas when they're on the website, they seem to click through and, and book more for some reason. I don't really know why. Interesting. No, it's really cool. Hey, um, I've got time for one more question and because I've spent half this episode breaking the format of spinning the wheel, I thought I might as well finish the episode like that <laughs> and throw a question directly. Um, it's kind of self-set. I'm keen to see where it goes. But how, Phoebe, how important is a creator community? Like how useful or important is a community of creators? I think it's really, for me, it's been really important, um, but it's been about balance because um, let me say this. When you are able to connect with other creators and they're nice people, (laughs) it is the most wonderful experience. It's so validating and it's like, 
I always feel like I shouldn't complain about what I do because I get paid to travel and make YouTube videos and that is the best job in the world. So I feel like I have no right whatsoever to whinge about anything or any challenges ever. And then when you get around other creators, you can do that and not feel bad. <laughs> so having that support and saying, hey, I'm really burnt out or I had a really bad experience with a client or anything like that, any negatives, but also the positives, you know, I achieved this or I achieved that, or, you know, my click through rate went up and they get it, they get it. And that is such a cool experience. And when you connect with the right people, they're able to share insight with you, which I just find amazing. Um, Matt and I are lucky because we're married and we run our channel together. So we almost have our own little twosome creator community when we aren't able to see other people. Um, but one thing I do just want to caution other people because it's something I've been guilty of is it's very easy to look sideways and compare yourself with other creators in your community and go, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not interesting. I'm not funny. I'm not smart. I'm not thin. I'm not pretty, whatever it is. Um, and that's what's holding me back. So if you are part of a creator community, just know that you're all equal and nobody's better than anybody else. And you're all there to help each other and support each other. So don't, don't let jealousy creep in because success is not a finite resource. <laughs> really good. That's, that's some really good insights there. I mean, look in the creator communities, you know, when we run our more advanced programs, one of the most valuable things those creators get is that aspect of community. Um, and being able to share your your issues, your victories, everything, it makes everything so much more, more validating, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think you mentioned this in a, in a previous interview we did, Phoebe, was like when you can share the journey with someone, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. And often YouTube can be pretty lonely, right? But you got someone in the community there you can share it with and get feedback from. I mean, you know, we have... You know, we have the general Discord community here, and then we have these certain sub communities as well. And just watching the energy yeah. that the people get from them is just so wonderful to see. Um, and I think that makes such a big difference when, you know, sometimes you might feel a bit lonely doing this by yourself, but when you feel you have other people in your corner, that, that, yeah, yeah, it makes the whole experience so much better. Yeah. Do you know who pops into mind when we're having this conversation is um, Deirdre from the Women's Voices group. When Fred, uh, Ant and I, do you remember when we were having that, that little chat and Deirdre was there and she yep. was talking about her passion and her channel is her life and it is her passion. And this woman lit up from the inside out and you could tell that she doesn't get to have this conversation with the other people in her life because they don't get it. But when she was talking with us, she could let her guard down and just go, and this, and I'm so interested in thumbnails and titles and blah, blah, this is my passion, my, my view for my channel. And having that outlet for her, it just, you could, it just made her heart sing. And I think being able to share your passion wholeheartedly is the most soul-nourishing experience. And it's going to help you with things like burnout and doubts. So having that creative community around you is just so, so important and so special. Makes me feel warm and fuzzy too, so... Um, it makes me, yeah, so it's so good. Um, but yeah, and that's what this is all about. This is what we're doing, create a generation here at the podcast. It's why we've got yeah. the online Discord community. That's why we run the events. It's all about the creator community. So, um, yeah, that's it, it's always good to, we, we want to get that feedback and that insight from creators on the ground. We know from talking to creators yeah. what we think they need, but we always want to shape these things specifically for you and for the listeners, obviously, the creators. So, yeah, on that note, I mm -hmm. sort of broke the format of Q&A roulette, but I think it worked. Um, <laughs> hey, let us know. <laughs> you, can, you can shoot me down yeah. in flames. I'll listen, I'll listen to it. Um, or if you liked it, let us know too, right? Like uh, you can reach us on our socials or on, on the Discord community yourself. And um, I'm happy to hear the feedback, good, good bad, and ugly. Um, but yeah, until next time, Phoebe, Fred, fun, naked Matt and the cat. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. 
Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Create the generation. Move on the mic.